This is your host, David Barker. And this is your co-host, Luke Murphy. You are listening to another episode of the BTY Radio. A podcast aimed to help you become better than you were yesterday. Recording. We're on. We're on. Okay, we're back, BTY Radio, for another episode. Uh, I'm here with Luke, and this time we have Luke's nutrition client, yes. uh, Dom Petruno. G'day. Welcome, Dom. How's it going? Thank Welcome, you Dom. for inviting me on, guys. Very, very much appreciate the opportunity to chat and talk a bit. Yeah, thank I'm, you. I'm excited for this one. Yeah, so uh, am I. Luke's been telling me a lot. And, uh... Yeah, I mean, the, if the nutrition consults are anything to go by, I mean, we've got a few stories. I, I think we've got, a, <laughs> we've got a bit to dive in here. We've got a bit of fat to chew, I think. We don't have enough time every <laughs> half an hour we need to chat. It's, it's, it's like 25 minutes of chatting and then it's five minutes of, oh, so let's look at your MyFitnessPal. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, so, man. Dom, just to give the listeners a bit of insight, um, one of the reasons we have you on here today is the amazing transformation you've made with your life. Um, we'll get a little bit into how you met Luke, but just uh, how much weight have you lost so far? Uh, so, as of this week, I've lost 43 kilos in just over seven months yeah <laughs> well yeah it's crazy. That's yeah. insane. Yeah. so it's it's a big number uh i'm super proud of it it's it's definitely not the end goal it's it's still a work in progress it's still moving at it um but yeah it's been about it's i started on the 27th of feb this year which i think is around 220 days ago i check it every every other week to see how many <laughs> days it's been yeah um but yeah started the 27th of feb uh since then lost 43 kilos, uh, run a half marathon, I run 40 to 50 Ks a week. Wow. Uh, yeah, I've just been trying to keep busy and uh, found a really good streak with keeping fit and uh, just feeling much better for it. And yeah, it's, it's, just, it's just keeping that positivity going, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, it's just super intriguing to me, people that, because obviously we work in the field where people have a lot of trouble. Um, I think like... I think just making progress initially, I think people have trouble trouble with, um, but I think maintaining that as well. So obviously 220 days is a, is a long time. Yeah. Um, and that obviously that was probably a, um, a quicker period initially. And then you've kind of maintained around that figure for the last couple of months. hundred percent. I think that the biggest thing with it was that it wasn't, I've never set out to have a certain amount of time. Um, it was just sort of small goal setting and the goal just keeps changing every day. Yeah. Uh, initially started out uh, was I wouldn't say I was depressed or anything, but I was super down when I started out. Uh, this is probably my third or fourth time trying to lose weight. It's it's something that doesn't just click instantly. For some people, it does. They can just wake up and do it. But I've been working at this since I was 18. Yeah. But I've never pushed past beyond maybe a month or two before hitting a wall and going back to my old habits and thinking enough's enough. Uh, yeah, so I, I, th- I think the biggest thing is was just getting it started, keeping moving on. Uh, yeah, it's it's... It's it's been definitely been a journey for it, mm-hmm. uh, and it, it, it the days do feel like it goes on as it gets quicker. Uh, in the start, you do tend to lose a little bit of weight, and then you hit your first sort of plateau. And I think what was different in the past is I would hit that plateau and think that's it, enough's enough. Uh, this time, it's just been challenging myself further and further to keep pushing, keep going, and yeah, it's been good results for it. Definitely. Cool. Let's get a bit of context uh, for the listeners. So how did you meet Luke? How'd you start working with Luke? Yeah. Uh, So uh, I knew Luke off Instagram um, and I sort of, when I was starting to lose weight, 
would look at his Instagram occasionally, see what sort of free tips I could take off of it. I think as far as you were lurking in the I was, background. I was, lurking, I was lurking in the background saying, oh, is he going to put up any sort of dietary stuff I can take, <laughs> this and that. But I, I, I knew him from Instagram and I knew him through uh, one of my best mates, Ryan, uh, that I was a big part of my training process. Someone that helped keep me accountable and he put me onto Luke and showed me a lot of his stuff. And eventually we hit each other up. I think when I first posted that I had a big transformation. Yeah. I think at that point I was about maybe 30 kilos, 35 kilos down. Mm-hmm. Uh, hit me up. We started chatting and what struck me immediately is how mature he was and how much of a different approach he took to fitness. You look at Instagram nowadays and people talking about fitness and it's, you know, lose all this weight in 30 days, lose this weight in, you know, doing this. And it's, yeah. it's all intense, intense. The way Luke hit me up was much more, sort of structured and it it had a lot more maturity to it as far as changing your life versus just getting a body burning out coming yeah. back it didn't seem like for lack of a better term like a pump and dump scheme yeah you know yeah. refreshing isn't it was it? so refreshing to see yeah. absolutely uh, especially when you'd probably done something similar like you said this is your third or fourth time trying yeah, to lose weight exactly you would have experienced that 100 percent. i'd go to pts in the past and um the, the first pt i saw was very much like that he was very much we're gonna get you in we're gonna give you 10 weeks you're gonna lose this weight you're gonna come out different man and i got like four weeks in and just quit yeah because it just wasn't sustainable it wasn't an approach that I could match and it was something that I felt like he had his interests in mind more than yeah. mine yeah. for a lot of this, the sessions and the times was, yeah. you know, get it, get it out, get it on your social media, you know, pump it out, pump, you're going to pump this, you're going to get this body in 10 weeks. And I'd be like, <laughs> no, this, this yeah. isn't necessarily what I want. You yeah. Know? I do want the body, but I, I want something that's going to manage yeah. out. Yeah. And I try back and go on my own and I'd get it for a little bit and then would, eventually sort of lose traction lose momentum but with luke it was so different it was coming in and um me sitting down talking about where i've been where i want to go and he sort of accepted the fact that every week i'd come in my goals had changed i'll run a half marathon <laughs> yeah. this month. So yeah. i want to lose another two kilos <laughs> yeah. it was always like all right that's that's great <laughs> let's just open up my fitness pal let's just see what we're doing here what we're working with and it was a much more of a sustainable approach. Yeah. And he, he had a lot of practical wisdom that I hadn't heard before. Yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic, cool. mate. Yeah, it's man. really cool. I got, I got a lot of, lot of... It's good to hear. Yeah, good big, to fan, hear. big fan of this man. Yeah. <laughs> good. Yeah. Because I think... I, I say it a lot and I think... Um, like I think it's my business and like our businesses would thrive or, or like be a lot more popular if we all we posted was like 10 weeks transformations yeah and like really restrictive um ways of eating and stuff like that not not ways of eating but really restrictive and significant changes in like testimonials and stuff like that um but i think at the end of the day it kind of comes back to what you value and um what your kind of beliefs are and that's exactly what i kind of prioritize is that sustainable kind of way of life essentially and if you do it properly and you know as you know you are doing that a lot beforehand by yourself mm. uh, and that was 30 35 kilo completely on your own yeah um but i think if you do it properly and if you kind of trust the process and you do it over the long term like you start to actually see that you could change your life here like it's it's there's no way about it like yeah. it's not just about just changing the way you look if you can Definitely. do it properly and you can focus on the habits and you can learn from the lessons you're, you're working on something much bigger than just the way you look 100%. um so it's awesome that that resonated yeah with definitely, you definitely so yeah. I'm interested, you said three or four times, you said you'd start, you'd hit a bit of a plateau. Obviously, there was um, some sort of restrictive, fast-tracked approach that yeah. you'd been using. But, you know, do you think this time that maybe 
you'd finally maybe hit rock bottom with how you felt and that's what helped you get through that initial plateau? Like, do you think you went, fuck, this is enough? Like, I'm, I think I'm tired. So. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing. Um, going back to sort of the first few times I started, the first time I really, I'd, I'd say I gave two proper times before this time to lose weight. So third time's a charm, essentially. The first <laughs> time I tried, I would have been just out of school. <clears throat> I would have had my first job for a little bit. And it wasn't as much me thinking uh, I need to lose weight to better my life. It was more so of a thing of, I want to pick up in the club. You know, I want to start talking to girls because, you know, that's what you're sort of thinking when you're you're fresh out and you're 18 and going to clubs. So I didn't really change much as far as my lifestyle. I cut out fizzy drinks for a bit, cut out a bit of fast food. I was still drinking every weekend, still going out. Uh, I lost a a little bit of weight. I probably lost about 10 kilos or so, um, but I didn't nearly have as much on me before when I left school. Uh, Lost a bit of weight, gained a bit of confidence uh started a new job so my routine changed and i was very strict in my routine at that point had like a personal thing at work happen that eventuated in the gym where i got a message from a manager that sort of went another way and then that was the last time i went to the gym that day because that just sort of set my mood off the wrong way yeah so i hadn't really gained any of the sort of mental strength to continue on that was the first challenge i sort of faced on that one second time around was maybe a couple years later um, I'd gotten a bit more comfortable with my life, uh, was still eating, hadn't really changed my diet, decided to go back to the gym. And that's when I linked up with the PT. PT was pushing me really hard with lots of different exercises that were really high impact for me. And admittedly, I was only really going to the gym when I was seeing him. I wasn't going in my off days. I wasn't really trying to live a lifestyle that was proper around that just because I was thinking the PT was telling me, oh, you know, 10 weeks, you need get this ripper body, this and that. On the fourth session, we were working out and I pretty much passed out in front of the gym oh, because, wow. I, because I was eating like shit and going in and yeah. um, wasn't really training that hard. And rather than looking at that as something that was something I should change, I should change my diet, should change the way I approached it. I looked at it as like defeat. Yeah. It's like, this is it. This is sort of going to be my life. When you're, when you're growing up and you're like a bigger bloke and you know, you're a bit fatter, you sort of eventually, if you don't work at it, come to believe that that's going to be your existence, that that is your destiny, that you're just going to be a bigger guy. And you never really, you make amends with it, but you're never really comfortable with it. You're never really happy with it, but you Mm. sort of think that that's just the way it's going to be. And I think at that moment there, I was like, that's just me. Mm. Like I'm just going to be a bigger bloke. Yeah. And that was about a year and a half ago from now. Um, Yeah. So that, that was the the last proper time I tried and uh, sort of, Thinking about it, the best way I could put it is since then I'd been treading water, but water was rising and rising and rising. It was becoming harder to tread. I was putting on weight. I sort of stopped drinking as much, but I was eating so much more and I wasn't living anywhere close to an active lifestyle. I wasn't exercising at all. I didn't really do any proper exercise over the period of time. I'd maybe go for a couple of walks. I hadn't been to the beach at all in summer, so I wasn't swimming at all. I was inside. I was working in retail, so every time I was going to eat, I was going to you know, get fast food. I was eating out three times a day. Uh, And I just, the February 27th, the day I started, was quite typically a normal day for me, but it was a normal day in what was realistically a bad situation. Like I was waking up uncomfortable that day. I missed my bus to go to work. I got in a fight with my sister um, where she she dropped, you know, the fat bomb on me as like an insult. And it was something that sort of, I sat there and I'd heard so many times before, but for some reason it hit different that day. Mm. I I can't even really explain why. Had another day at work where I was waiting for my new 
uh, I think it was a 4XL shirt to come in the mail for me to wear. And at this point, I'm thinking in my head, this is sort of just normal, like yeah. that I'm going up sizes yeah. wide, not tall. I'm not sure. growing any taller, I'm going wider. <laughs> yeah. And I just sort of was thinking this is just normal for me. Yeah. Had like a relatively normal day at work that, you know, involved me sweating a lot and being really uncomfortable and really hot. And I don't know what encouraged me to do it, but I like sent a text to my mom telling her to bring a gym towel when she came and picked me up from work that day because I was going to go back to the gym. And that day it was like 10 o'clock at night. I went to the gym at Sutherland, the 24-7 gym, sat there, tried to do the stuff I used to be able to do before and just struggled with all of it. And I was happy I went though. Yeah. That was the biggest thing. Yeah. I took a photo of me going, I didn't even take a photo of my face. I took a photo of my shoes because I didn't yeah. want to take any photos of my body because I knew how big I was and all that. And I took a photo of my shoes and I walked home that time and I was down, but I, I sort of had a moment there. I was like, I can keep going at this now and I can really work at this and make something of it or I could give up now and I'm never going to keep going again. Yeah. And that'll be me there. And the next day I went out for lunch with a mate and was telling him about it. And telling him, oh, you know, I'm really keen to change my life. And he looks down at my food. His name's Abraham. He was a big part of me. Yeah. So, someone who kept me accountable. Looks down at my food and sees me eating a burger, chips and a Coke and an ice cream. He's like, you're really going to change your life eating that? And I ate it still because I'm a, a tight ass. Because I wanted to get my value out of the food. <laughs> I ate it still. But that was like the last, that was the last soft drink I've had since then. Yeah. It was the last burger I had for about five, five or so months. Last bit of chips I had for five or so months. Last ice cream I had till about a month ago when I started going to Messina again occasionally. And since then, it was just every day. Every day I'd chronicle it and be like, I'm working a day ahead, day ahead, day ahead. And that was the biggest thing was just keeping myself accountable, yeah. you know, and making sure I was checking up. And I, was, I found the more sort of boundaries I pushed through, the more challenges I pushed through, the stronger I got. And there was some minor challenges on the way, like, you know, missing the bus or missing the train or I was feeling tired. But every time I pushed through one and went to the gym or I had a bit more of an active day, it was just like growing strength on my armor sort yeah, of thing. Absolutely. Yeah. And then eventually the results laying the started bricks. coming in. Exactly. Laying yeah. the bricks. Yeah. Do you know what's crazy? Like just for any of you that sort of haven't been through a similar journey or um, some of you are going to resonate, you just heard the internal fucking battle yeah. <laughs> what's going on in this yeah. kid's head like yeah. that is crazy that like so that's honest not, yeah. that was so yeah. honest and that was good that was literally he's the battle he, that was literally the battle you were going through every yeah. day mentally and and that shit's fucking exhausting yeah. so good on you man you should yeah. be so proud of yourself i appreciate like, it thank you boys. thanks for sharing that because so many people mm. are going to resonate with that yeah. like they're having those conversations with themselves yeah um, and I think that probably one of the most important things you said is, um, as well, is just ticking off those small wins yeah. every day and, and laying those foundations, you know, and, and overcoming those adversities, mm. whether they're big or small, um, you know, because it does, you know, that's one thing Luke and I talk about all the time is every sort of um, fear or adversity you overcome in the gym allows you to face something um, mm in external 100 percent. a lot of the way i used to think about it was the, the sort of discomfort i'd feel uh going to the gym or uh even just getting around it wasn't even close to the amount of discomfort that i was going through on a daily basis it was it was like short painful discomfort but it wasn't extended drawn out mm. you know feeling low and feeling down yeah. yeah i'd feel like that briefly like a you know a little bit of frustration going to the gym and not being able to do stuff or yeah. uh 
even if I'd have like a craving for a soft drink, it would be like a little bit of discomfort, but it wouldn't be anything close to the drawn out discomfort I was feeling for so long. Mm. And eventually after, you know, like a week or two, I started to notice a, a big difference as far as my headspace mentally. I, I started to grow a lot more appreciative of what was going on around me and that what I was working towards was throughout the universe or something was having some sort of benefit on yeah. that. And it was just sort of keeping up with the good streak and keeping moving with it. Yeah. yeah that was the biggest awesome, thing. Bro. Yeah. Mm. I think, um, sorry, what was it going to, what was that? I, I just, <laughs> I just lost my train of thought. There. Uh, sorry. I think that's a, I, uh, I think that's you. something yeah. that we don't, um, think about enough of. And it's like, we've got this kind of bias. That's like, like we look at, um, uncomfortable situations as like, as completely different. So like that uncomfortable or, um, yeah, those feelings that you were experiencing day to day were nothing in comparison to that small amount of discomfort that you were going to feel on that run yeah. or make, uh, missing out on the soft drink, exactly stuff like that. And I think most of the time, or I think a lot of the time it, it makes sense that you people rely on food or they rely on the comfort of food because the rest of their life, they're so uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. Is that kind of how it felt? That's, that's definitely a way it feels. Uh, yeah. It, it, it felt like for the longest time, even when I look back and when, because I was doing a lot of reflecting before coming on, um, especially about, being athletic in the past, which I never really was, but thinking all my life I played team sport, played a bit of soccer, a bit of tennis. I always sort of looked at the most comfortable option of playing that. So when I played soccer, I was a goalie, not because I was a particularly good goalkeeper, but because <laughs> I was huge. You know, yeah. I was like, running. You, put me, you put me in the goal, I've already caught it off, <laughs> caught it off a third of it by just standing there, you know? so it's understandable. But then they got a, a better goalkeeper, so I stopped playing that. And I was good at tennis, but because I was tall and big, so I could just sit on the, you know, on the net and just play play on there. And then they found, I eventually joined a team that was a bit harder and I yeah. quit that. And then rugby league was done in because everyone else was my size, but more <laughs> athletic and stronger. So I gave that up and I, I looked back at it and it was, it was a lot of being really comfortable and not pushing myself. And that comfort in a way was discomforting, if yeah. that makes sense. It was, mm. it was just lulling myself into a sense of not pushing myself any harder. And because of that, I didn't really understand what that feeling was to push through to the other side until yeah. only recently. Yeah. But it's interesting, right? Because you spoke about before about the, the second attempt Yeah, and you went, fuck it. Like, that's just the way I'm supposed to be. Right. Yeah. And um, so many people have those stories. They tell them stories, those stories to themselves. Like this is the way I've always been. Mm. I'm never going to change. Let's just accept it. Well, you can see how deep that was because you just outlined every single thought about yourself that went through you actually thought that you'd be good at goals because you're going to corner off yeah. a third of the goal. Like that's something that he's told himself in the past. That's not something yeah. he's just making up now. Yeah. Like, and that is so incredibly powerful and dictates the decisions and outcomes um, of your choices every single day. Like yeah. that's not made up. No, no. People seriously sit there and have that vision of themselves and, I'm not going to go to the gym because, you know, like I'm going to take up half a squat rack or I can't fit on the rower because my ass is uncomfortable yeah. and people are going to see my back fat when I bend over. Like 100%. these yeah. are all things people tell themselves. And yeah, well, it, it goes down to stuff that's more minor than that. You know, I was going on a plane to the States and 
was thinking I'm uncomfortable because I'm big and I'm taking up room on the side of the seat, but that's just the way it is. That's yeah. just how I'm going to be. That's me. Hopefully, yeah, that's me. Yeah. Hopefully one day I'll get to a position where I can afford to buy the next seat, next seat on a plane. <laughs> than, not the other way around. Yeah, yeah, rather like than I'll... thinking I could lose a bit of weight on my side yeah. and push yeah. into it. There was, well, I think going, going to the States last year, I had so much I wanted to do. Like I wanted to be able to ride a horse, but there's a weight limit for riding a horse. Yeah. And I just sort of said it. This was nine months before going. I'm like, I'm not going to be able to lose the weight to get down to that. Yeah. I'm just not going to do that. I'm going to miss out on that. Yeah. Like we went on a few walks in the States and um, my two mates are more athletic than me. Um, my two mates, Ryan and Hudson, who had sort of been fitter their whole lives. And uh, Ryan especially was super fit and Hudson had lost a lot of weight and I hadn't. And we'd go on these walks up, really easy walks and I'd see six-year-olds and older people walking up next to me and I'm sitting on the side struggling, like trying to breathe in and breathe out and not hyperventilate. But I just sort of thought that's just that's me. me. That's who yeah. I am. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's really it's deep thinking like absolutely, that. Absolutely. Because yeah. every little decision that day is, yeah, is that's me. That's me. This is how it's going to be. That's who so, I am. So yeah. how did you, but hang on, it's calories in versus calories out. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. right. That's yeah. what it is. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. The, the psychology of what you're going through. Yeah. You know, it just, sorry, it just pisses me off. It's that. just way deeper. Yeah. yeah. It's way yeah. deeper yeah. than yeah. just a nutrition plan. Or, exactly. Yeah. It's a, it's a big, it's a big sort of mental shift that you have to take to, to extend yourself further and challenge yourself a bit more. And, yeah. and, be willing to put yourself through a bit of pain to see results. And yeah. the, I think the biggest thing that these sort of, um, the, the idea of what the second PT was telling me about fitness and challenges is that uh, when, you, when you're not working, getting that result instantly, you get really discouraged and you stop. And I think that was the biggest thing that was stopping me before was being so discouraged by it and just giving up and just accepting that that's not going to be who I am. Yeah. And, yeah. and ha having to live with that. I, know I never got comfortable living with that, mm. but I just sort of, in my head accepted that that's what it was going to be. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So how is this that the third time different to the second time in terms because the second time you would have seen quick, yeah. quicker results, you would have yeah. been a little bit more restrictive with the PT. Yeah. So how come you didn't get addicted that I, time? If you can put it down to anything. I think the biggest thing the other time is that it wasn't, I, it wasn't really my goal going in. It was what the PT okay. was telling me to do. I didn't yeah. actually set a goal. Yeah. Um, in my head, I'd always had the goal of like looking better and, that's it's it's a cool goal to have, but it's it's not malleable. It's not like a number. It's not something you can actually work towards. Mm -hmm. You can always like always say you want to look better, look feel better. Once you get to that point, you still want to look better from that. You don't yeah. necessarily just stop. This time, I sort of set a goal that I knew I could achieve if I really worked at it, but it would it would challenge me a bit. So, mm -hmm. uh, as sort of minor as it sounds now, my goal when I started was to just go the next day to the gym make mm -hmm. sure I could go the next day. And then eventually I went the next day and then it was like, right, I think I can do this for a week. And I got five days in and I was like, I'm going to make a week easy. I'm going to extend this to about a month. Mm -hmm. And so it was just setting little goals. That specific I goals that you could. Little specific goals that didn't necessarily have this sort of fairy tale, look good, have a six pack, mm -hmm. lose weight around my face, lose weight around my stomach, feel fitter. It was, it was like achievable goals. Mm -hmm. I, I found the more I worked with time because time is something that none of us can change. Yeah, you know, I, I can't stop time. I can't add an extra day. Time's always going to be there working against me. And the best thing I can do is work with it. So every day I'd go to the gym or I'd diet better. Or I wouldn't eat like shit. It's me sort of working with time to make my goal more achievable. Um, so it was just staying on top of that. And then I got to 12 weeks in um, and I messaged my same friend, Abraham. 
mm-hmm. on the 12 weeks being like, I just did 12 weeks. And he's like, all right, you can go for another three months. Yeah. And I'm like, I can go for another three months. That's already my next goal. Yeah. And then eventually I just sort of, that goal had always been there, but it, it my goals sort of changed because I was more capable of doing other things. Mm-hmm. So that's when running sort of came into it. Um, yeah. So that was probably the biggest change there. Yeah. It's crazy. I'm um, just started listening to David Goggins' book. Like I hear so much about him and, mm-hmm. and all the rest of it. I was like, screw it. I'm just going to listen to it. Yeah. And he was literally just talking about the wisdom that you gain through um, overcoming adversity and being uncomfortable. And how old are you? 22. Sitting here now listening to, to you at 22 talk about the value of time and, yeah. and you know, you have so much wisdom now at such a young age because of that experience and um, what you've overcome and, and how unhappy you've been and, and uncomfortable. And it's, yeah. it's crazy. People just don't get a grasp on how life-changing um, situations like this are. Like you just said, it's so much more about the weight. It's so much more than, than how you look and, and, and it's the impact it has on your whole life. Yeah. And, the way you just spoke then, so I'm sitting here smiling while you're talking about something serious yeah, because no. it's just, mm. it's crazy, man. The the, yeah. the shift. The shift, yeah. yeah. 22 years of age and, and same with Luke, you know, I sort of have conversations with him and it blows my mind sometimes. But yeah, just from that experience, um, yeah. that's really cool, man. So. Oh, well, I appreciate it a lot. Thank you. I, I, I like to think of it as... That's probably been the biggest thing. 42, 43 kilos rather is a really big number. It's a good number. Seven months, the same as another really good number. And being able to run the amount of Ks I'll run a week or running half marathons is cool. But the biggest change has been the mental shift. That's what keeps mm. me going yeah. every day. Okay. So how is your, apart from the physical, how is your life different to when you, well, how is your, how you approach every day? How, uh, you know, your job, yeah. those types of things, your relationship, how are those different to when you, it's like night and day. It's, it's it's so different between the two. Yeah. Um, I, I wake up, namely I feel so much more awake when I wake up. Before I'd wake up grubby, like crust in my eyes, everything like that. I'm, yeah. I'd sort of skulk to the bathroom. Now it's I wake up and it's I've got a bit of a purpose every day. Um, mm. I think when I when I talk about the treading water thing, I, di- I didn't have anything else sort of working towards. Um, you know, I, I did good at my job and, but admittedly, it wasn't a job that I wanted to do. I was in retail um, selling shoes, which was which was a great job, but it's not something I wanted to do for my life. Yeah. I wasn't studying. I wasn't really doing anything like that. Now I wake up, I'm in a better job. Uh, that's more so was that job change something yeah. to do with it, do you think? Yeah, I think, I think well, I got the, the offer for the job a week into me starting getting fit. And I looked at it like, holy shit, like something's good happened to me because I've, and I've sort of put two and two together, like the universe was working yeah. with me. Me putting in effort was actually gauging yeah, results yeah. more than I could see. So that job's definitely got something to do with it. Um, I think the biggest thing is waking up with a bit more of a goal in mind and having something to work towards every day. The, the, every day I sort of work and every day I miss a soft drink still, which is sort of minor to me, but it's still a goal, is a goal off the list ticked. Yeah. Every day I go for a run is something I tick off a list mm-hmm. or go to the gym or I do some sort of exercise or I wake up a bit earlier or I even just go for a walk or spend some time with myself is something I'm ticking off my list. And I never had any list like that before um, Mm -hmm. that was sort of keeping me moving and keeping me motivated and uh, keeping me pushing. So I think that's the biggest mental shift is it's given me something for my mind to think about 
versus me sitting there thinking that I'm not doing anything and that I'm helpless. So you want to wake up. I want to wake I, up. I imagine there's lots of times where you're like, fuck it, what's the point exactly. of getting out of bed today? 100%. Yeah. So was, you want to get up, yeah. you want to attack the day, you've got shit to do now. Exactly, yeah. yeah. That's the biggest thing is I'll wake up and I'm, I'm motivated to do something. Yeah. I, I like, before I would fill out my days where I wasn't working with just lying in bed or just eating, or I'd go out with mates and I'd have a good time doing that, but it wasn't anything that was actually pushing me fulfilling it wasn't yeah. fulfilling yeah. yeah it was all really pedestrian bystander activities or just me sitting being like oh, i'm gonna watch this movie today and that's cool but i can still do that today yeah. you know i can still watch that mm. movie today but mm -hmm. i can you know go for a 10k run or i can go to the gym and you know superset something or i yeah. can i can learn to cook something new yeah. you know it's it's dynamic goals that mm -hmm. are things that i'm going to achieve that are more than just me sitting in a pressing a button play it's yeah. me putting effort in and then getting something out of it too mm -hmm. yeah that's been the biggest thing i'm gonna put you on the spot here um something you sort of said earlier was you know like you wanted to lose a bit of weight so you could go out and have a, a good body and, and meet chicks on the dance yeah. floor and stuff like that has your um has your vision um around what a relationship involves or around what females want has that changed now? Has you shifted weight? Have 100%, you seen yeah. past that now? It's more than just even though you've lost this great amount of weight and you you look really good. Yeah. Like has it moved past that? You know, hundred yeah. percent. I think I think before I I think of that as being something fulfilling for me. Yeah, and not to sound all meta and you know deep about it. It's yeah. it's so much more than just that. Yeah, it's like it's it's much more of a I think for myself now versus what other people are thinking of me or looking at me like. Yeah. You know? mm. I don't really think of that. I used to get super self-conscious if I'd go to the beach and wear a towel around all my clothes and be sitting there. And if I'm in the water, sort of puff my chest up and yeah. you know, something <laughs> like yeah. that. Just because I, you know, I think that girls are looking at me funny some way or another. Yeah. You know, I went to the beach yesterday, still with like nipple band-aids on after going for a run and, <laughs> and all sweaty and disheveled and looking like shit. I like yeah. didn't care. It's like, it's 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 so much more than the materialistic. Yeah, uh, it's 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 great to have a good body image and feel like you look good and and hear people say that you're looking well and it's it's you know it feels good especially because I haven't really heard that in my life before yeah. to that yeah. extent. Um, but it's it's much more than that. It's deeper yeah. than that still. And yeah. you know they they're gonna love that you're confident. They're gonna love that you you're purpose driven. Yeah, that, you know, and and they're all the things that I think that that I know that I look for in a relationship. Like mm. I want someone that's gonna get up and attack the day yeah. with me, and and have purpose, and, yeah. and put in the effort required to get there, and um, my values align with. And and I've just found that over the last couple of years, and it's been fantastic. Yeah. you know, and it's got. You know, I didn't feel like I had to work any harder to, to get a six pack or whatever to impress this person. It was just me being me. And I think there's more to relationships. And I think a lot of people are doing it for those reasons that you yeah. sort of said before. You know, they might have been overweight for their whole life and it's purposely driven them to want to look better to get a partner. Mm. And it's so much more than, than how you look. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I think this time was a lot more of working on myself for myself. Myself, yeah, yeah. Because you're attractive. treating it as a means to an end, yeah, yeah versus it's, means. Yeah, it's, yeah, it wasn't this sort of thing that I'm working on myself for what other people would yeah. think. And mm -hmm. I, I think the, the minute you start working on yourself for yourself, you, everything sort of changes. Yeah, because you're just working to make yourself feel good and yeah. make yourself feel good, but in a in a way that's more tangible than someone else's attraction or affection. It's yeah. Yeah, the the feeling in your own mind and body and yeah. mental health wise, it changes. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Where'd running come into it? 
uh, running came into it about two months in. Um, yeah. Well, actually, no, running came into it when COVID came. Because COVID came and the gym shut. Yeah. And I sort of, I like doing cardio at the gym. I like doing things like the elliptical. I've, I've liked a bit of rowing. I never ran at the gym though. Um, just, I couldn't really get my head around going on a treadmill. I, I'd always time out or I'd get puffed out. Running came into it when the gym's closed and I realized there was, I don't have a weight set at home. I'm not going to go on because on Gumtree, the weight sets were going up. Like, <laughs> there was the, the, the massive inflation of price. Yeah. Uh, as admitted earlier, I'm a tight ass. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not I was going to say that. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah, running's yeah. free. Yeah. 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 Running's free. It's, it's, yeah. it's, so running came into it then. I realized that, okay, well, it was, it was one of those hurdles. Like I was talking about earlier, like a small minor thing that I had to push through. I was like, all right, well, I've got to push through a different way to stay fit now. And I've got a bike at home, so I knew I could cycle, but I knew I wouldn't just want to cycle every day. Mm. So running came into it then. Cool. Um, gym shut. So first thing I did is I went up to JB Hi-Fi, I got a Fitbit, uh, which I still wear, like the same Fitbit I've had for seven months now. Yeah. Um, and I went on my first run. I knew nothing about running properly. I was running up and down hills in Kiriwee, running maybe to the end of a street and then walking a bit, running a bit to the end of a street. Um, and I came back and my mum was home and I was sweating like hell and my heart rate had been at like 170 the entire time, but I felt so like in thrilled and yeah. happy and like had such a rush and my mum- So alive. I was alive. Yeah. And my mum said, she's like, I've never seen you like look so alive. And I was like, I was in so much pain and I was so <laughs> sore and it was, it was, it was terrible, but I was like smiling and I was, yeah. I was happy to be doing it. Um, and I'd see all these other people on Instagram posting their, you know, their Strava Snapchats or, or snapshots rather. And I'm like, you know, that's, that's cool. Like you can draw shapes with this thing. So I'd yeah. start running around <laughs> drawing, drawing shapes around Kiriwe and Sutherland. <laughs> not really running properly, like not really focusing on pace, just trying to get, get active and get around it. And it, I wasn't really training that smart with my running and six days in, I got shin splints Yeah, and that put a halt to everything. My yeah. dad's a physio and my dad said to me, you're not going to be able to run two or three months and at that point there was probably the hardest point i'd gotten up to because the gym was shut i couldn't run it was like i can just give up now yeah. this, this is the point i can give up this is this is my breaking point this is my passing out at the gym this is yeah. my text from my manager this is this is the, the trouble and tribulation pit and then i picked up walking after that so i'd replace running three k's with walking 10 k's yeah, right? wow. get up early in the morning and get up at 6 a.m go walk for two and a half hours come back then go to work and that walking was probably the most important thing i had going into the running and going into any of the journey because it's two and a half hours you spend with yourself every morning no one wants to fucking go walk for two and a half hours <laughs> no, no one's gonna come not. with you to yeah so you're spending so much time with yourself just talking to yourself and it encouraged me to be really grateful for the fact that I was able to walk and get fit and keep motivated and keep pushing. And um, I, I walked for two, two to three weeks um, every day, about 10, 10, sometimes 15 Ks on these walks. And eventually I was walking and I had to cross the road and there was a car coming. So I ran and I felt no pain in my legs and I just ran the rest of the way home. <laughs> And that, yes. and that was the moment I was and like, and the car was chasing you. And, the car was chasing me. and I was like, holy shit, I can run again. This is mad. Like yeah. it's, it's now, now it's on. And then since then it's just been gradually getting more and more distance. Started by running like 
two Ks nonstop. And then eventually I worked my way up to my first five K, which I think was about 38 minutes. And yeah, then it was awesome. whittling down that five K below 30 minutes. And then yeah. now I can, now I run like a five K in 24, wow. 24, 27 or something like that. And then adding distance on. And eventually I sort of started to link up with friends that were also doing the same thing. Cause yeah. during COVID, all the people that I knew that were going to the gym had started running. So my best mate, Ryan, as I was talking about, was a huge impact on that because he's a boxer. Yeah. So I started boxing with him once or twice a week. And that was another level of accountability there. I'd go to boxing with him and I'd set a standard that I'd be there every week and I'd be working out with him every week. And I knew that if I gave up on that, I'm not only letting myself down, I'm letting him down. Yeah. So every week I showed up for boxing and he'd, he'd push me hard. Admittedly, you know, like... I'll be getting pushed harder now, but for then it was pushing me hard because I'd yeah. never done any sort of activity like that before, any yeah. sort of cardiovascular aerobic activity. It was pushing me hard and each week I'd come back sore, I'd come back tired, but I'd go back the next week. And eventually we started going two times a week and then three times a week during COVID because his gym was shut. Um, and then another best mate of mine, Mitch, started coming along and he was in a similar spot to me. He was a bit leaner, he had a bit more athletic build and background. But he also started wanting to get fit. And now I run with him 15Ks a week. Yeah. Finishing this and then going for a run with him straight away. <laughs> and it's that extra level of accountability. I've got more people I'm working with now. So it's not only an extension for myself. It's I'm doing it because these people know I'm doing it. Yeah. And if I stop, that's me giving up my end of the bargain. Yeah. I'm always pushing that end and I'm pushing myself in that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but more on the running itself, it was – it's – time on my own to think and reflect and uh like i don't run with any music so it's just me thinking the entire time and talking to myself and thinking about where i've been and uh it could be just simple thoughts as to why i'm gonna cook for dinner to more deeper thoughts about where i'm going in life and yeah it's it's the best time you have because it's it's an it's the only exercise that you can start and stop when you start and stop if that makes sense yeah. so you go mm-hmm. to a gym session you've got an hour with your pt or you've, you go to boxing you've got an hour or two hours and it's done when they say stop with running, you can fundamentally run until your legs give out. Yeah. And it's and then you've got to get home. And then you've got to get home. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But it's, 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 it's like time with yourself where you're, where you're working on yourself and fully pushing yourself and pushing It's a battle. Legs. It's a battle. The Especially initially. It's a huge battle initially. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, like overcoming that yeah. adversity, uncomfortable. 100%. That kind of yeah. came up again. Like no one wants to run. No. You never, you know mm. what I mean? Like anyone that necessarily wants to start running. Um, yeah. But when I started to push through it, it gave me an extra something to sort of be proud of the fact that I could keep going at it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, it's majority of the time it's that exact reason why people don't want to run because it's super uncomfortable. Yeah. Mm. They just want to do weights. Yeah. But now you Strava friends with Lukey and you oh, guys yeah. give each other kudos. kudos yeah. I've yeah. yeah. given, I love, we get around each other. Strava seeing, seeing Luke go running through the halls of Warren. Max my day every time. I'm like seeing him put the distance in. I'm like, there goes, there goes. Luke. Yeah, we building, we building. We so, building. So you're working up to a half, half hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're going to run it with him? I, I would could, love to could run. Could be on. Hundred percent. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'd, Absolutely love to. Because um, you did a half last month. Yeah, a month, a month and a half ago. That was a big goal that up was until a that point. Big goal there. I had a goal of doing a half by the end of December. And mm, smashed it. I set that goal about two months ago and I ran uh, 14 Ks because it was the 14 and a half, which is the distance of the city to surf. Because yeah. that was initially a running goal of mine. And then COVID came and shut that off. So I was like, I'm still going to run that around the same time. And after it, I was like, I really want to run a half marathon by the end of December. And the next week I ran... 16 k's and then the week after i ran 18 i looked up how long a half marathon is it's 21 i was like i could add another three probably yeah. into it 
was like the toughest run I've ever done. <laughs> the <laughs> last three was like the, the last, toughest. Yeah. The last three was the the biggest mental <laughs> challenge ever because I'm trying. I ran it with my mate Mitch, and it was his first half marathon too. And he's he's sort of been with me the entire time, and we'll set the same goals. And we always at some points on our runs, one of us hits a wall or the other one hits a wall, and it, the conversation stops. <laughs> <laughs> he was going. He was bricking it and going fast at like the first four or five k's like he was hitting like 515 splits which is fast for yeah. us because we're two big blokes like yeah. he's he's not as heavy as me but he's you know same sort of height and everything yeah. um he hit the wall on the 12th and i hit the wall on the 16th so the last half an hour is just us sort of grunting like um it was tough the last three yeah. but it was it was like pushing through i kept looking and you're looking at your watch and it's you're only going oh, up like worst, five and five yeah. meters, ten meters. <laughs> yeah. it's, you, the, it's that thing earlier of time. Like it's going to come. You keep pushing. Eventually, the, it'll catch up. Yeah. No matter how much your brain's working against you, eventually it'll catch up. Yeah. And you'll get that time, and you'll get there. And then got there, and yeah, like was like I just can't wait to do this again. So next week, so gonna go cool, for another mate. one, and yeah, <laughs> it'll be good. Suffer a bit more. Suffer I love it. Eh? Yeah, I yeah, love yeah. It. All right. So I wanted to. So I put out um, some Instagram questions. Yeah. For a couple of people, because I know. I, People struggle a lot with this. We obviously know that. Um, so we've got a couple in and one, a couple was around kind of motivation and stuff like that. And that's something that I wanted to touch on. Um, so we talk a lot about kind of motivation and waiting to be motivated or kind of people losing motivation, you know, a couple of months in, as you said, you know, a month in or so, that's when you kind of you know, hit a wall essentially. Um, so I wanted to kind of dive into that a little bit. And I guess it's like that whole kind of motivation versus kind of self-discipline. Yeah. And I want to kind of know over the last seven months, has that been completely smooth sailing? You've woke up every single day feeling motivated and ready to attack the day? Or is that more the 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 first kind of month you were motivated, you started to build habits, you started to see progress, and then those habits and that self-discipline kind of took over from there? Um, it's a bit of both, to be it's honest. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not just necessarily just being fully motivated to keep going it was it was sort of a combination of getting the initial motivation to start yep um and then setting that sort of small attainable goal and yep. no matter what waking up because there were some days i woke up and i definitely didn't want to go to the gym or i didn't want to eat healthy I, you know you'd be still working in a westfield so there's people mm. eating maccas and a porto and chips and soft drink and still going to like the movies occasionally and you've got that urge to get a popcorn or a choc top or something like that and yeah it's very easy to want to have that but mm-hmm. i think i i looked at this as like my my third my third time and i i always would think back to when i gave up that first time um or the second time rather when <clears throat> i passed out and i was like that's the lowest i felt and i'm like if i go back and i change this habit and i get something to eat that's crap now and i stop i'm gonna feel like that again and that is something that sort of scared me feeling like that and passing mm-hmm. out and i'm like i haven't passed out at the gym yet i haven't passed out running yet i haven't I haven't died because I haven't had a Coca-Cola. I haven't struggled because <laughs> I haven't had chips. Or, yeah, you know, yeah, I'm not yeah. I'm not feeling sick because of it. That I'm not having that. I surely don't need it. Like, yeah. I can keep pushing and keep going. Yeah. And then eventually you do start to see a result. And um, it was when one day uh, a friend of mine said, oh, you've lost a bit of weight around your face. And it was the first comment I heard about me losing a bit of weight. And it was like, wow, all right. Look, that's I didn't even cool bring feeling. this up that I was yeah. losing weight. Like yeah. I didn't even talk to them about the fact I was trying, they just said it. I was like, all right, well, something's working here. It was hearing that and then going on the scales and seeing I, you know, dropped a bit of weight, a bit of extra weight. Um, that was like, 
motivation to keep going. We've seen the results. Eventually, mm. you start to see the results and the results keep coming in if you keep working and it gets addictive after a while. Mm -hmm. And then you hit that plateau point where you maybe aren't losing as much weight a week and it stops sort of seeming like an episode of The Biggest Loser where you're dropping mm -hmm. eight kilos and you're dropping massive weight. Maybe you only lose half a kilo. You lose a kilo in a week when you've been doing the exact same thing. And then that's when that motivation comes in again. It's like, this is more weight than I've lost now. It's like, I can keep going at this and mm -hmm. keep pushing. And it's funny, almost as soon as you tell your brain that, the results start coming again, you know? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> at that moment where you could stop, you keep going, you weigh in a couple of days later and you start to see another result again. Yep. You start to see more weight dropping. Mm -hmm. It's just keeping on top of that. Yep. That yep. sort of kept me motivated. It was, it was sort of a mix between results and, and discipline. And discipline. Um, another way I sort of look at it now is I went to America a year ago this month and where I am now is where I wish I was that year ago subconsciously without even thinking about it. That's the sort of person I wish I was. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that motivation sort of the idea of the better than yesterday is for me is, is very holds true, but it's also, I don't know who I'm going to be in a year, but if I keep working like this, yeah, it's surely going to be better than the sum of its parts now. Yeah. And what opportunity arises in 12 months time, exactly. you're going to be the best person 100%. that you can be. Yeah. yeah, You talk a lot about as well, putting strategies in place mm -hmm. with people um, to help keep you accountable mm -hmm. too. So we talk about that quite a bit, like mm -hmm. motivation sucks, you know, it's, mm -hmm. um, it's not always there. So what sort of strategies do you have in place to ensure that when you do hit one of those lumps, um, that you're able to overcome it and, and either have a support network or um you know have some practices in place that you've created a habit to help you get through um i think i think i like to talk to people before i go and do a big run or mm -hmm. do a big workout or certainly it's good being able to chat to you about certain things yeah. to keep me accountable there i think what has always been my fatal flaw but i'm using it to improve is that i'm very stubborn yeah and it's i don't want to not do something if i set a goal for it yeah um, so I'm very stubborn in the fact that I like to really push through and no matter any means, get that goal done and get it, get it made out and get it finished. Mm -hmm. Um, and because I haven't really had the whole goal setting and goal achieving thing in my life before, and this is sort of the first time I've had it, seeing myself not be able to push through a little obstacle really makes me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. So I had a, 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 one of the earlier runs where I started, where I gave up because I just didn't want to keep going. And then that was like the last time because I really felt it. I yeah. was like, I gave up then and yeah. I didn't mean to give up. Like I gave up and my heart rate immediately went back down and it was, I was healthy to keep going. I managed to walk the rest of the way and it was like, that's something I don't want to do again. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was that, it was <laughs> that interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It was an immediate feeling of being like, I could have pushed harder today. I could have pushed yeah. a bit further. And now I know that I'm working hard enough that I can afford to not run a, a massive distance every day or afford to not. Yeah do that That's, yeah you gotta be a bit smarter about you gotta be a bit yeah. smarter it's it's like the practicality of it yeah yeah, yeah. it's yeah. awesome Mm. Um, all right, what else we have? Uh, so a lot of them were around motivation because that's like a just a big kind of buzzword. So I think if we can break that down, so obviously you set small, yeah. achievable goals. 100%. You saw the progress. You got addicted to the progress. Yeah. Um, you built a support network mm. out of mates that could keep you accountable. Yeah. Um, would you add anything to that? If you kind of had to look, maybe list it as some actionable steps to yeah. help some people out there that are struggling? I think definitely finding... The or maybe a performance-orientated yeah. goal like running. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think setting goal setting is probably the most important thing. Setting. Do you write them down? No, I, I don't, but I, I tend to put them in dates that I can achieve to. Okay. It's the same thing about time, about mm -hmm. time being something that we can't change. Mm -hmm. 
I, I tend to set a goal that I know I can achieve if I put work in that I will achieve by that time that's reasonable. Um, I think if I'd started out and set a goal of working out for six months on my first day, mm. that's just so insurmountable yeah. and large. It's yeah. such a long amount of time, six months, you know. Setting out a goal that's more achievable like a week and mm -hmm. then pushing further to a month and then pushing forward to three months when you get there, it, it, it means you're getting a win more regularly. That win you'll get in six months is a massive win. Mm -hmm. But on the way there, you've got to break it down further. Like I'm halfway there, I'm a third of the way there. You set a goal that's a week and then a month. When you hit that week, you've already hit that first goal. It's like you've already had the win. Mm. You get addicted you a to a little, yeah. Yeah, then you get a win. Mm -hmm. You set something out super far down the line and you're just tunnel vision working at that for so long. I, I found in the past that I'd, I'd burn myself out or I'd get tired and I'd think this is just taking me so long. This is so frustrating. I wish I could work at this faster. Um, a big thing that you sort of taught me about that I sort of figured out on my own, but I didn't really go deep into was the whole thing of finding why you're doing it mm. and breaking it down beyond just the simple one sentence thing of wanting to be fitter or wanting yeah. to be happier. Like, why do you want to be happier or fitter? And it's, um, you sort of break down, oh, I want to live a more comfortable life. I want to be happy, be happier. Why do you want to be happier? Because happier people live longer or happier people have so better things happen to them. Yeah. Why do they have better things happen to them? you just keep breaking it down breaking it down until you get to like the root cause of yeah. it mm. and my big root cause was I want to live the healthiest and longest life I can with what I've got now um, and breaking that down to that point was like me eye opening beyond all of the other stuff of wanting to look fit for girls or wanting to you know have a good body or uh, wanting to do better in life it was, it was just the pure thing of just being the healthiest version of me I can and getting there was really important. So finding the why, setting the goals, and then eventually building up a bit of a network. Before mm. when I was trying to lose weight the second time, I really kept it to myself because I wanted to have this big Instagram transformation yeah. photo of me <laughs> before and me after. So I wouldn't, wasn't really telling anyone about it. So all, all I had was me. Yeah. And when you ha just have that voice in your head and you're already down, that voice is just kicking you down the entire time. Yeah. It's just telling you you can't do it. Yeah, so it's cool. That was it. Yeah, it's very cool. And I think even something you said there was, so you could live a comfortable life. Mm. And I think your comfortable life now, in comparison to when it was truly comfortable, completely different. Absolutely. Very cool. Yeah. Um, and then we had one more from Cosfit. Oh. Has running changed your life? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> is running a form of meditation now? Hundred percent, it is. Yep. Yeah. Um, he's he's insane with the running, Corey. He's he he's he's definitely someone I looked at a lot as someone that I want to push towards to become and he seeing his whole thing was definitely a, a big thing for me so shout out to him for that and, awesome um it definitely is uh, i used to run to music and it was running to a rhythm and one day i forgot my headphones and i had to go running on my own and it was really tough and brutal because you're just hearing yourself moan and sweat and yeah, you're really brief. feeling the environment around you but in that you get the clarity of this is just you on your own you're not running to a rhythm anymore you're not running to a beat or um running to something that can push you in a certain way, you are setting the pace for yourself. You're focusing on your breathing, breathing in and out. You're having actual time on your own where it's not filtered in by music or someone screaming at you. Or like truly present. It's in, really present in the yeah, moment. Yeah. yeah. And so that's where it became really medi meditative. So if I'm not running with someone, I'm just going running on my own and just thinking and yeah. having that time. It's it's the most pure, unadulterated, uh, uninterrupted, unedited time you'll get with yourself is yeah. going for a run. Yeah, that's awesome. There it is. 
I want to go. I'll, I'm, I'll, I'll tell you what I'll be doing this afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll see you on Strava. I mean, I'll be, I'll be, I've got you on post notifications. So, anyway, so I'm always the first one to give kudos. Yeah. Cool. Figure yeah. Anything out. else you want to share? Have you got like a bit of a, a life ethos now, or <laughs> you got a mantra? Yeah. Or a mantra or something like I don't that. Know. Like my my um my as much as I talk about body, my whole. Strava mantra is a summer rig on the way. Summer rig on the way. <laughs> yeah. That's the, Love it. That's, that's yeah. the one. I, yeah. yeah. I like, it's just, it's just making the most of each day pretty yeah. much. And, and being better. And, and being better than yesterday. yesterday. Hey, there, <laughs> it there it is. There it is. Oh. Yeah. Mate, yeah. that was awesome. I really loved hearing your story. Yeah. I'd heard a lot about it from Luke and uh, 40 plus kilos plus the transformation in the mind um, and the way you're living your life now is incredible and something you should be really proud of. And I hope you keep chipping at it. I know you will and, and keep sharing your story and, and you'll motivate someone else to uh, transform theirs too. Appreciate it, lads. Thank you again for having me on and for doing the things you're doing with this as well. It's a really great platform for people to listen to to motivate themselves further. And it's, um, it's definitely something that I wish I was more aware of when I was pushing further. And it's, it's, it's a really, really good message that, is being set out that isn't just uh, a quick pump and not fitness. It's it's mentally changing and it's yeah. It's a platform you both should be very proud of. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Maybe we can make our own hashtag. Better than yesterday. Well, or yeah, better than yesterday, but like something. you got You got anything? Six week challenges. Ooh. or something. that could be good. That could be aggressive. We're yeah. just got to come you up got with the our own. set up to come up with like a little gym diss track sort of. I know, I heard <laughs> 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 yeah. Well, he was a DJ. Did he tell yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Corey yeah. raps. Corey yeah. raps. What? What? Yeah. What? He's, I remember him. Yeah. He, Corey he, raps. There we go. Corey, you're coming back on for a rap song. Produce. You got the whole mix and master. I did not know that. All right, we can throw down a couple of disses. Are quaking in their boots right now. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're stressing right now. Straight up. Yeah. No more quick fixes. Yeah. Eh? All the podcasts I listen to have like a bit of drama in them. So I'm waiting for this. <laughs> to, to, to better than yesterday, Jim Corey. Yeah. yeah I love Everyone get the salute. first. Like crunchy. You're all, you're all getting no it. We're safe. coming for no you. Yeah. All right, bro. It was yeah. an absolute pleasure. Thank Keep you very much, brother. Thank you very much. Thank Cheers, you. boys. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you.